welcome back to season two of Petty Crimes. <laughs> hello, hello. My name is the one, the only, Griff Stark Ennis. And I am Kira Jane O'Sullivan, and we're so stoked to be back for the next season of Even Pettier Crimes. Griff, how are you? What's new? Can you can you believe one full season behind us? Time flew, and now we're stepping into season two with, like you said, pettier crimes, better hosts, <laughs> happier criminals. <laughs> Imagine, imagine we start season two by announcing that we've both been replaced. Oh, we should have swapped one of us out with some brand like Alex's voice or something. That would have been hilarious. No, sadly, petty criminals, you're stuck with both of us for another year. Although there would have been nothing pettier than us firing one of ourselves. Could you imagine what a case that, that would be a year long case. It would have to be episodic for sure. Um, Kira, how was how was. How were your holidays? Magical, wonderful, shared between Alex's family and mine. So I never need to eat roast beef ever again. <laughs> I am very anti-roast beef. I think it's very low on the like meat lists for me. Yeah, you're not a red meat guy, huh? Just cheeseburger. That's that's it. Mike, my roommate, kindly had like these steaks flown in from Ohio, where he's from, and offered me one. And I was like, oof, um, you know, savor it for yourself. I'm not not into that kind of meat. Good. Um, how how were your <laughs> California holidays? Oh my God. It was different, right? Like this was the first year that I didn't spend it with my parents uh, at home. But I, like most people uh that follow us on Instagram saw, went back to uh Actually, this is very timely because the crime happened when this happened. But I went home in November instead because I wanted to just, well, I'll talk more about it. I just wanted to like have a little bit more peaceful of a holiday season without travel. Um, mm. So it was really nice, just different, you know. Um, but I think I will be doing that moving forward. It was just a lot easier. Mm. Lovely. Yeah, until I'm rich and can afford to fly private, I guess. And I mean... Like holiday travel this year was, I mean, it's always a shit show, but it was a shit show this year too. And like, it sounds, it seems like you had a really peaceful, beautiful time. And also like time with family is equally meaningful, whether it's Christmas day or November 16th. Like. Exactly. I, I, and I realized that like, it didn't have all of the, you know, the glimmer of Christmas for sure, but it, it, I go home to spend time with the people I love and I did exactly that. So yeah, it's just the new, it's the new normal and I'm. I'm here for it. Um, And like I said, speaking of when I went home in November, a crime might have come out of my travels. I'm all ears. (laughs) All right, petty criminals. I am just going to dive right in. Welcome to season two. Buckle the fuck up. (laughs) We said no (laughs) swearing on season two. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, whoopsies. What the fuck is your problem? (laughs) Oh, I'm a bad boy. I was on the naughty list. (laughs) I'm just kidding. We we didn't say no swearing. (laughs) Yeah, no, we like like the occasional swear. Tasteful. All right, this crime was submitted by Griff Stark-Ennis. You know him. It's me. This crime, like I said... (laughs) 
occurred in November 2022. Wait, hold on. We just have to acknowledge the fact that you skipped the second part of that well-known phrase. You just go, you know him, and then you skipped over, you love him? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, good. I'll do better next time. So if any of you... I'm nervous. If any of you are enemies of Griff, that's no problem because you only need to know him. (laughs) (laughs) I've got some enemies out there. Still alive. Those involved, like I said, occurred in November 2022, so fairly fresh. Those involved Griff. And we'll call this man Charlie. This crime occurred in Boston, Massachusetts. Okay. And I'll begin. Oh, oh, season two, same pencil, same notepad, everyone. (laughs) Kira is taking notes. Our listeners are probably like, um, we're able to listen to these episodes without note taking. Like, why does she have to take <laughs> notes? <laughs> well, because I have a little bird brain. That's why. Okay. Boston, Massachusetts, <laughs> November, Charlie. Charlie. All right. I'll begin. <clears throat> Hi, Kira. It's Griff. I'm so thrilled to be heading into season two with you, our team, and our little petty criminals. Now, to kick things off. I wanted to submit a story of my own. Yes, I know. My mom just submitted a childhood crime of mine, and now I'm submitting another one about me. But lots has changed about me since I left my childhood scaring days behind. I still scare people, but lots of other things have changed. (laughs) This story occurred just a few months ago, and as it unfolded before my eyes, I kept thinking to myself, well, this has to be an episode. Mm. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this past year, like I said at the top, I decided to travel back to the East Coast in mid-November instead of going for Christmas. I wanted to test out traveling home when the flight prices were cheaper and when the weather was easier to travel in. Shout out to all of the Southwest Flyers that got screwed in December. <laughs> hmm I hope, I hope by the time this episode comes out, you're all home. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> Message us if not, and we'll send you one dollar to help. (laughs) (laughs) Now, because I had a bit more time to enjoy, I made a tour out of it. I flew from L.A. to New York City and spent a long weekend with a few very close friends. Shout out to Luca, Tim, Peter, and you, Kira. New York City was a blast. Now, I then took the train from New York City to Boston and then took a small plane up to my parents' place, where I spent five days recharging on the The farm. Farm. (laughs) (laughs) New season, same farm, baby. Five days swiftly went by, and it was time for me to return to Boston to catch my flight back to L.A. Now, it's quickly worth mentioning that I'm a very lucky boy and that I have friends all over the country. Most of them are gracious enough to offer me their couch or even their spare bedroom since we are fully adults now, and some of them have spare bedrooms. I do not have a spare bedroom in L.A. because I'm a poor little podcaster. Please subscribe to our Patreon. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, you should. It's very good. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, he writes. I spent two nights in Boston. I spent the first night with my dear friends, Maggie and Taylor, who just got married this past fall. Now, I couldn't make it to their wedding, so I wanted to gift them with my presence this weekend to make up for it. (laughs) So sorry I couldn't come to your wedding. But as a gift to you, I would love to encroach upon your space. (laughs) Mm, You're welcome. (laughs) 
<laughs> now, we had a lovely North End dinner that first night, and then we spent most of the next day playing card games and lounging. Cute. Now, they both listen to our podcast, so I'll pause here and let them know that this crime is not about them. Calm down, Maggie. So you can rest easy, Maggie and Taylor. However... Sit back and listen. Yeah. Have any of the other names mentioned thus far? Can they also rest easy? For example, Luca and yours truly. (laughs) Yes. The two others, the three others mentioned, four others, can rest easy. My crime occurred... My crime occurred after I left their place. Here we go. (laughs) My crime occurred after I left their place. For my second night, the night leading into my morning flight, I had made plans to spend the night with a long-term friend with benefits. We'll call him Charlie. Got it? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I made this decision because of the following reasons, Kira. A, I enjoy spending time with Charlie. And B, Charlie lived close to Logan Airport. (laughs) 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 It's really a win. Does does Charlie live in... Does Charlie live in Eastie or something? Kira, you and I both know I can't give that detail out. Okay, no, you know what? Yeah, you shouldn't, you shouldn't, you shouldn't, you shouldn't. Okay. Okay, Charlie. And Charlie is a pseudonym, Charlie Card. And his all address of that. is 426 South Street. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is really a win win for everyone. Any questions so far, Kira? No, I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm using my little nose and I'm sniffing for a case. And I'm not smelling one just yet. (sighs) All right. Well, clear your nose. (laughs) So (laughs) I arrive in an Uber to Charlie's. He texts me that he'll be at the door in a minute as he's finishing up a walk with his dog. We'll call the dog Bruin. Cute. Eventually, he gets to his door and we greet each other with a hug. I immediately notice that Charlie looks a bit different. I won't go into the details about this. But he definitely looks a bit different than the last time we spent time together. Noted. Oh, okay. It's totally fine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. All right. So it could be like yep. major facial hair transformation, new haircut, no hair, has started lifting, has stopped lifting, has gotten a spray tan. You guys don't need me to list all the ways somebody can physically transform. But those are some examples. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Professor McGonagall. <laughs> So we, <laughs> so we make our way up to his condo. Now, I've been here before, and I know how nice his condo is, and it's always a treat spending time there. Charlie Doesn't is hurt. very cerebral. Not at all. <laughs> Charlie is very cerebral, and conversations with him can be quite athletic, but I've always enjoyed that. In the elevator up, though, I sense a more anxious energy to him. Now, it's been months since we've last seen each other, and let's be honest, dates or hookups, if you want to call it that, oftentimes start a bit awkwardly. So I don't really read into this anxiety all that much. Okay. Now, we arrive up to his condo, and we enter into the kitchen. The kitchen is a complete mess. Dirty dishes. (laughs) Dirty dishes empty food boxes, wrappers of all sorts, all scattered around. Not what it had been before. Now, my own spaces can sometimes get a bit cluttered, so I'm rarely judgmental when people say, oh, don't mind my place or my car, it's a bit unorganized. But this wasn't messy, it was dirty, and there was no warning ahead of time. 
Okay, I thought to myself, you know, not a very sexy sight to be welcomed into, but whatever. We're not going to be spending much time in his kitchen, right? Yeah. <laughs> right? Wink. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he offers me some food several times, which I turn down, and he mentions that he's going to eat some dinner quickly. Now, I want to pause here. Kira, do you find the timing, this is not the crime, but do you find the timing of his eating at all strange right when I get there? Can you remind me what time of day it is? This is around 9 p.m. Oh, yeah. I guess that's a little unusual. You know you've got a hookup on the way and you're going to be getting busy. Mm-hmm. And you're eating at nine o'clock. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yes, I find that a little sus. Excellent. Um, you know, and I will say with two men, timing of eating is fairly important leading into fun. Let's just say that. Yes. So I make some kind of joke about his timing and I ask if I can shower and whatnot before bed. Oh, yeah, of course, he says. And we walk to his bedroom. Now, I turn the corner with him, and I immediately pause upon entering his bedroom. It is also a complete mess. Mm Mm-hmm. Like an eagle, I take in everything quickly but efficiently while trying not to look too judgmental. Clothes are piled in heaps on the floor. There's mail and magazines, furniture and trinkets everywhere. It genuinely looks like a hoarder's bedroom, and it starts to make me anxious. And I couldn't help but quickly think... Dang, the energy that I was sensing coming up is exactly what I'm seeing in his space. Wow. And Kira, I can't, like, like I said, I'm not judgmental when things are cluttered. My my place is never, like, dust-free and crystal clean. Yeah. But it it was just a a lot to walk into. And I guess we'll talk more about it later. But it it didn't seem like he was thinking about having someone over. It was that dirty. Oh, yeah. I get I totally get what you're saying, and I understand why that anxiety was reflected in you. To me, the thing that's most distressing is the change from when you'd been there before to this time. That it was like, oh, like I don't know if you were like, oh, I got this one chaotic hookup. I always, I always go to right next to the airport, and their place is always a mess. Like I feel like you'd be cool with that, but you're (laughs) like, what, what is, what has changed, like. Totally. That's a really good way of phrasing it. It was, uh, and you know, we'll talk about this in the deliberate, or excuse me, (laughs) new season, same verbiage. We'll talk more about this. No, you're right. In the deliberation and then into the verdicts, but astute observation. Mm -hmm. So I quickly collect myself again, trying not to be rude. And I look across the room towards the bed where we'll be sleeping. Right. Thinking maybe that will be like an oasis of like clean space. And guess what? It was not an oasis. It's a complete mess. (laughs) No, it was sheets are thrown all over and seemingly not clean, right? Like they're not covered in stains, but they're they're frumpled. They hadn't obviously been washed. And there's more clothes and stuff all over the bed, a bed where we're theoretically going to be spending the night together. Mm. At this point, I kind of look at him with cheeky but concernedly raised eyebrows. He goes, I'm sorry it's such a mess. I've been dealing with family matters and it's invaded my space clearly. Boom. There it is. Yeah. He's going through something. Yeah, totally. Yeah, right? Pretty obvious, but I he finally, you know, says it, which I respected him at the time for saying. Completely. 
but it made definitely made me feel like a, a certain way. Yeah. I just didn't, whatever. Yeah. I think, what were you no, say? I think that's really fair. Like you were caught off guard by, by all of this. Like I, I think, I think, yeah, I think your feelings are valid. Yeah. And I, I'll speed this up because it continues for a little bit. No worries. I say, I'm going to shower and get ready for bed. Maybe you can tidy up a bit while I'm in there. I say with a wink. You know how you kind of like suggest flirt something, but you're like, <laughs> clean this the fuck up. Yeah, I can imagine <laughs> that, but I also know you. So I know it doesn't always come across that way. <laughs> oh, God. I know. Me and my periods. Gosh darn it. <laughs> I know you. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I say, yeah. Oh, he says, yeah, yeah. Sounds good. And as I'm walking into the bathroom, this is the cherry on top. I overhear him saying to his dog, come on, Bruin, let's get the bed ready for all three of us to sleep in. (gasps) As I slowly close the door to the bathroom, I finally let out a grimace. Now, I had already been convinced that he's not in a good place to be entertaining someone, especially intimately. But on top of this, he expects me to fool around in his bed with him with his dog (laughs) lying next to us. Okay, well, he didn't say that. He said that you're all going to sleep in the bed. (laughs) Oh, excuse me. (laughs) But very good point, right? But in my mind, I was like, I was like, that's a good point, right? Like, and I have all of the power. We've talked about this before to be like, "Er, actually, can Bruin not sleep in the bed? But it was just kind of, it was like the fourth thing in a series of just things that made me uncomfortable where I was like, do I really have to ask this man to not have his dog, who I don't know that well, in the bed with us while we're being intimate? Yeah. Like, I just, I was like, you're forcing me to say something and I just, I'm so tired. I don't know if I can. Well, which leads me to. Well, just one more question. Does Bruin normally sleep in the bed when you sleep over at this long-term hookups house? He has before. He has before. Okay. Maybe a good follow-up question. Was I comfortable with it? Were you comfortable with it? (laughs) No, I wasn't. (laughs) I don't want to be naked next to some, like, guy's random dog. (laughs) Okay, sorry. You can continue. Thank you for asking. Thank you for asking. (laughs) So, I'm in the bathroom for maybe 30 minutes, literally doing nothing but pacing. And I'm not worried that he'll think that I'm taking too long because one should never rush someone for preparing for gay sex but I am now worried about how to go about getting out of this situation. Mm. Now I will quickly say, and I'll continue afterwards too. Like I, at the end of this past year made, I'm, you know, I'm breaking up with Grindr, not that he and I connected through Grindr, but I'm just, I'm trying to kind of acknowledge when I'm not feeling like being intimate with someone, then I'm not going to do it. It was just the 30 minutes of pacing became confusing because I had history with this person but I was not able to kind of push my feelings under the rug anymore. Like your space is dirty. I don't feel sexy walking into it. You're expecting kind of for me to be sexy. Your dog is going to be sleeping with us. I just, I, at this point was like sexually out the door, you know, and also just physically, I didn't want to be in the space. Yeah, of course. Really valid. So how do I get out of, yeah, how do I get out of it? I sit down in his fancy Japanese toilet, which is also very dirty, and I text my good friends Maggie and Taylor to see if they're still awake. 
Aww. Shout out to them. I say, and this is exactly what I wrote. Hey, would I be able to crash on your couch again tonight? My friend is having some issues with his mom, and that's all I'll say about that. And I think he needs his space. No worries if not. I'm up early anyway, I say. They immediately thank, thank God. (laughs) They immediately respond, totally. And I let out a, a breath of relief. Okay, so now I have a place to sleep that's not on the floor of Logan Airport. (laughs) Now, should I be truthful and tell Charlie that I'm feeling uncomfortable? Or should I make something up and try to avoid an honest conversation? Petty criminals, guess what I did? Oh, what did you do, Griff? Kira, I straight up lied. 43 episodes later, and I, as Griff Stark Ennis, the co-host of Petty Crimes, lied. <laughs> and I, as the co-host of Petty Crimes, say, yay, I'm relieved. I don't, I, my, my immediate gut in- instinct was, that's fine. <laughs> okay, well, <clears throat> so I gather my things from the bedroom, I take a deep breath, and I walk out to the kitchen to meet him one last time. And I give a performance. (laughs) Now, mind you, this was not the performance he was expecting from me tonight, but it was Mm -hmm. a great one nonetheless. Mm -hmm. The cliff notes are as follows. I tell him that my friend's boyfriend got injured in a car accident in New York City. No. But my friend is in Boston for the night because of the show she was in. And she can't get to New York City to see him until tomorrow morning. And she's freaking out. I say, I'm going to need to go back to see her at her place here in Boston and be with her for the night. (laughs) What are your thoughts? That is (laughs) one that sounds like slightly bad karma, my friend. And two, it sounds like were you were you loosely inspired by the events of my life? Did she say it was me? I didn't say it was you, but something was fresh on my mind. Something was fresh on your mind that was going on in my life. And you lied to get out of having to sleep with a messy Marvin and his dirty dog. (laughs) We should have called him Marvin. Yes, Kira. I was. Oh, man. I was wondering if you'd pick up on that. Obviously, you did. You you, again, Kira, you were so fresh on my mind. I, you know, I obviously I love you and I was thinking about you. But and so, yeah, I drew inspiration from that. But I, obviously it wasn't verbatim that. And I I just I don't know. I like literally walked out of the bathroom, not really having a plan. Yeah. And then just went into improv mode, which as an improv guru, you should be a little proud of me for. I am proud of you. And I do know what happened. You like blacked out and you just sort of like said something to be convincing because you wanted to be convincing. I get that. Yeah. I will also say at this point, he was already like basically undressed waiting in the kitchen. And so it was like literally backgrounded by garbage, like boxes and like dirty. I was like, what is happening? So yeah, you're right. I blacked out, browned out really. And I just rode the, I just rode what I just rode it. Pun intended. Um, Okay, wait, before we continue, just since we're being like sketch with the listeners, Alex is totally fine. He just had like a little bit of a scare in the fall that Griff was like very attentive to as a friend. 
And now we can continue. Okay, so he's naked and... (laughs) (laughs) Okay, yes. Yeah, he's naked. He's, you know, texting away. He's like waiting for me, obviously, to get out of the bathroom. And I did. I give this story and he responds by saying, oh, oh man, that sounds awful. He was obviously very earnest about it. Do you want to come back over when she's settled down, he asks? Which I didn't find offense to, right? Like I had already journeyed over here. I can't really say that he prepared for my arrival because of what I just the story I just told, but um, I say, you know what? I think I should be with her through the night in case she wakes up panicking. I say, I'm going to call a car and I'm, I'm going to go be with her, but I, I will keep you updated, I guess. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. So we're, we're nearly, we're nearly at home plate as this, we are waiting. I'm, a f- wait, I'm doing the timing on this. <laughs> this was the night that Alex's like hospitalization happened, isn't it? it was either the night or the night of or the night after either way I was just like it was in the forefront of my mind it was it was scary I can't imagine obviously what it was like for you and we don't have to get into it but like well you have picked it it was so fresh on my mind Kira that I literally improved it which isn't even improving I basically just plagiarized it (laughs) yeah well you 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 lied (laughs) okay 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 we're rounding we're rounding home (laughs) Um, we're waiting a few minutes. We're waiting a few minutes for the car to arrive. And he has already looked up flight and train options for my friend, telling me to pass along the travel information to her if she needs it. Yeah. And that petty criminals is an example of why I've kept up with Charlie and why I had gone over that night. He's a really good guy. He's very empathetic. He always is very caring of me. And that was, that was a little like blimp of just like positivity and light in this just trash-filled kitchen. (laughs) Mm. So, yeah, I tell him that I'll keep him updated. We hug, and I swiftly walk out and down to my Uber. We're closing it out here. I I ride back to Maggie and Taylor's feeling 25% guilty, but truly 75% relieved. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't... Yeah, we'll talk about it. So, I submit the story to the Petty Crimes Court for ruling. Happy New Year, and as a reminder, we are all petty fucking criminals yeah xoxo griff oh yeah not many people to tick through here and uh i guess do you have any do you have any questions for me well first a comment i'm proud of you for putting yourself on the chopping block not easy (laughs) thank you (laughs) let's see questions question number one what has happened in the time since? Have you heard from Charlie? Have you seen him again? Has he checked in? What's been going on? We, the next morning as I was flying out, right, I sent him a note saying thank you and sorry about the events. <laughs> and, you know, just to take care, right? We're, we're used to, like, uh, seeing each other for a night and then truly not seeing each other for six months except maybe on online. So it was a normal kind of parting. It just obviously was coming after a, uh, well, the crime that we just heard, a very kind of interesting situation. But I will say, Kieran, good question. Like, I am moving into this space where I want to be focused more on dating and less on hookups. And I will say, Charlie and I are more than just a hookup. We've we've known each other for a while. We are truly friends with benefits. But at the end of the day, we don't live in the same city. Our age gap is, is not, the, the concerning is not the word, but it's evident, right? It's just, it's not what I'm looking for. And so 
he is just kind of another example of these friends with benefits that I'm kind of just, you know, parting ways with in favor of looking for something more serious that is ideally in the city that I live in. So yeah, that also, that kind of fed into my decision to make up that story and leave. I was just like, I'm not into it at this moment. This isn't someone that I want to build out with. Um, so let me just uh, use Kira here. <laughs> okay. I think I am ready to provide a verdict. Okay. I'll walk you through the verdict questions and we'll save, um, we'll save who's on trial here for last. Let's say <laughs> there's I, all right. yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. <clears throat> Kira Jane O'Sullivan is Charlie guilty of hosting someone in a very dirty space. Um, Yeah. Specifically, we're like in our 30s. If you go over to somebody's house to spend the night and the bed isn't made, like the the bedroom isn't even like uh, that is like to me, to me, that is beyond like if the kitchen is dirty, I'm like in a way it's not really within the purview of the evening. But the like Mm -hmm. unmade bed is beyond. Yes, I agree with that. And, you know, the evidence speaks like I literally walked in when I have people over. We've talked about this and having a nice space to welcome people into, whether it's platonic or not. I want people to feel uh, positive when they come into my space. And then also when I'm entertaining a date, I also want them to feel like sexy and clean and presentable. And um, yeah, to your point, we're also 30. I'm not this isn't college. I'm not walking into like some football players dorm <laughs> sadly uh but <laughs> <laughs> no hey. yeah i was just like you're and again you're slightly older than me this is kind of textbook um and you're not you're not getting an a in this so yeah thank you. i agree all right next this is the last one for charlie is charlie guilty of suggesting his dog sleep with him and me in the bed no oh god because he did not suggest it. He just said something offhand conversationally that you could have easily dealt with later in the night after your hookup. Hey, do you mind if he doesn't sleep in the bed? I just always get hot when there's like an animal on the bed. And then furthermore, <laughs> for the pets are hot. They have little like hot yeah, bodies. Yeah, sorry. I always get hot when I'm lying naked next to a house animal. Is that okay if he just sleeps no, on the like, fucking floor? <laughs> it's okay. It, you know, you don't have to use my language, but I gave an example. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. And then secondly, the dog had slept on the bed before and he probably sleeps with him every night. So I didn't think it was a big deal to say offhand. No, he's not guilty for that. And you could have dealt with it. Yes. Okay. I, I hear you. I, you know, I'm playing, I'm being a little idiot because I can be with this case, but you know, I hear you like all, like I've said, and we've told plenty of submitters, like just raise your voice, suggest that you're not comfortable. It's uh, obviously easier said than done clearly, yeah. but I think, like I said, it just was the cherry on top of already feeling physically uncomfortable in the space. And so I was like, I don't like me even suggesting this isn't going to matter. Cause at this point I'm not staying here tonight. I will yeah. go anywhere else. So Enjoy your dog's company and not mine. <laughs> and finally, Kira, what they've yep. all been waiting for. Mm-hmm. 
Is Griff guilty of lying to escape an uncomfortable situation? You weren't until <laughs> I heard what the lie was. <laughs> yeah, and, I saw that play out too. <laughs> and I am like, oh. I am proud of you for not withholding incriminating evidence. But yes, and here's why. Okay. This guy is dealing with familial stress and drama mm-hmm. and you fabricated more dramatic events that he now to some extent has on his mind. Oh. And you're causing him he's now somewhat burdened with this like fictitious scenario. Mm-hmm. And so I think that was not Considerate. Okay. Okay. Just I, before I'm sentenced. Okay. Oh, oh. <laughs> Just before I'm sentenced, I hear that. To- I totally hear that. And I, I spent those 30 minutes in the bathroom, like very quickly going down different paths, right? Like stay here, brush it under the rug, compromise what you've been working on personally. I guess help him clean his apartment, put on a cute little maid outfit and get to work. And I did consider what what me being honest with him would place on his shoulders and given kind of what he had confessed to me about with what he was going through with his family, which again, clearly was impacting him to the extent where his physical space had transformed from this gorgeous penthouse condo in Boston to this very cluttered, still pretty gorgeous (laughs) penthouse in Boston. Um, And I thought, Hey, if I'm honest with him and I say, you know what? Oh, God, now I'm like hearing it play out. I just didn't want to put something that was that he was causing on his shoulders. I kind of wanted to pick someone he did not know and use that as an excuse in the hope of countering what you just said, in the hope that he doesn't know this person. It's not someone he cares about. He'll be concerned in the moment. But at the end of the day, when I leave, it's not going to matter to him versus, hey, Charlie, I think you're going through something. And as a result, I'm going to take myself away from you. I hear you. So. I hear you and I feel for you. (laughs) However, I think there's an in-between because to to be specific, I am glad you left. And I have other friends that are talking about this too. Like when they're in like a hookup expectation moment, have struggling to like be honest with themselves and leave when they're not into it. So I'm stoked that you left. And I don't even really mind that you lied, but I wish it had been something more banal. Like, uh, I left my laptop at Maggie's house. I can't fly out in the morning without my laptop. I'm worried about traffic. Mm -hmm. I gotta go. Um, Wait, I literally left my wallet at Maggie's. I like have to go. Wait, Maggie's drunk. I like have to go get her. I'm so sorry. She just Mm -hmm. drunk called me like something stupid. Or like, I don't I mean, part of me wonders, should you have been honest? Like, oh, I'm trying to do this new thing where I'm like really honest when I'm in when I'm not feeling it. I I hear you and I understand why you didn't do that. But I think the magnitude of the lie was too much. And so that's where (laughs) I'm getting. Yeah, I I humbly 
except the handcuffs. Um, <laughs> I have truly, uh, you know, we just had a, a case from my mom. Like, I don't really come up with like grand lies like that. It was very out of character for me. I, I just, I was in like so many of our crimes, I guess, put in such a specific situation yeah. that, um, that tested me in a way that I had never been tested. I've definitely walked out on hookups before because I've not felt it or I've, I've not been attracted to this person. Their pictures have been different, blah, blah, blah. But yeah. this was different because I care about Charlie and yeah, I mean, they heard the story. So I guess, uh, I guess I'm, I guess I'm, I'm guilty. Wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> so quickly with all of that said, Kira, we had tested this a little bit last season and we're going to try to be more consistent with it this season. Yes. What should my punishment be as the guilty party here? Your punishment is the next time you are in a hookup moment and you're not feeling it, you have to just be honest about the fact that you're not (laughs) feeling it. Not with Charlie, but with like, you know, say you like go home with somebody from a bar or something. And the vibes mm-hmm. are off. You just have to be like, I'm sorry, I'm tired. I'm kind of not feeling it. And you have to go home. Okay. <laughs> so I'll translate this, petty criminals. Kira's punishment is the next time you do this, <laughs> you're in this situation, you just have to be a better person. <laughs> no, your punishment. <laughs> you don't you don't get to have sex. <laughs> And no, I just, no, I think good to, good to practice honesty. Forever. Good. Yeah. Your, um, your punishment is celibacy for a year. Oh God. It honestly might be that given where I'm, uh, the changes I'm making. No, um, no. I, I will also, I'll, I'll self-punish myself. I, I will, I'm next time in Boston, I'll go over and regardless of how clean his apartment is, I'll clean the whole thing. No, your punishment is to not go over there again. Okay. (laughs) That punishment, I accept. (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. Well, I hope Charlie's doing better. Sounds like he's going through a tough time. And I do empathize with you for not wanting to, like, make him feel any type of way about you being newly maybe unattracted to his general vibe and the space. I I love you, Griff. Yeah, and honestly, this has inspired me to take maybe some action I I need to text him, to your point, check in with how he's doing, and I might confess and just kind of say, hey, this is actually what happened, and I, just, I hope you're doing okay. I didn't say to do that. <laughs> okay, well, I'll noodle on it. Noodle on it. Petty criminals, yeah. let me know what you think. Yeah, and they will. <laughs> yeah, they will. We love them for it. We hate them for it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Kira. Really good one. Griff and I are so stoked we have a sponsor this week, Hello Adorn. This is a jewelry company that makes jewelry that is life-proof and perfect for every day. It's so cute. Absolutely. I'm actually wearing their Tony bracelet, which I've been looking for, a nice bracelet like this. And I've got around my neck their Hera chain, which is gold and just lovely for winter. Yeah, they're both like really handsome. I got the tiny twist earrings, which I love because I'm a baby. I only have one hole, but they twist in and they look like you have cutie double hoops. Like order them, they're so cute. And then I got an ear cuff for the same reason. It cuffs around your ear, but then it looks like double hoops. Get them. They're like so cute, so pretty. 
You look so good. And every piece is made in their Eau Claire, Wisconsin studio by their team of very talented makers. And they use the highest quality materials they can find. Um, their pieces are nickel-free, hypoallergenic. And I personally love that they're based in Wisconsin. My mom's from there. So wearing jewelry that reminds me of her from a place that she grew up in is extra sentimental for me. Woo! We also wanted to highlight that Hello Adorn's Social Good Collection provides 100% of sales to various causes related to racial injustice, body positivity, women's reproductive rights, and more. Again, that's their social good collection. So head over to Instagram at HelloAdorn or shop HelloAdorn.com slash petty for 10% off your first purchase. That's HelloAdorn.com slash petty. Look great. Stay petty. Thank you, HelloAdorn, for sponsoring this episode. Thank you. All right, petty criminals. One thing we will continue to do into season two and to season three and four and five is our beloved segment, Criminal or Minimal. Mm. Welcome back. And I will kick things off with one submitted by Maddie. Very timely, Maddie. Criminal or Minimal, getting someone a Christmas gift that arrives in January. Hmm. Eh, this is like criminal and minimal. Can you define that, please? <laughs> slightly criminal, slightly minimal. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay, another one from Maddie. Waiting to pick up dog poop after a week in a shared backyard so it is easier to scoop up. Criminal or minimal? <gasps> oh, a shared backyard. Mm-hmm. Um, oof. You know, that word shared forces me to say criminal. You know, be, un, unless you've explained your reasoning to all of the <laughs> yeah. to the neighbors and like saying, you know, dry dog poops easier to pick up than wet, which makes sense. I, I'm not saying it doesn't. It does make sense. It's criminal because it looks like you're just leaving your dog shit out there and not caring about the shit. <laughs> yeah. Also, if a neighbor explained to me like, hey, just, so you know, I'm kind of like cooking the poop. I'm like, I'm just sort of like letting it dry. Like, is that OK? I think I'd be like, no, <laughs> it's not OK. Yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah, like there won't be that much of it left over. Do it now. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) Deal with it. (laughs) Okay. Next one submitted by Vina. Criminal or minimal? (laughs) This one seems a little personal, clearly. Criminal or minimal? Saying, have a nice life when getting broken up with. For context, my boyfriend of two years said this to me when I broke up with him. Criminal or minimal? (laughs) Eh. It's stupid, but I think it's minimal. (laughs) Yeah, I don't, I mean, two years is a long time to, I don't know. I hope it's not the only thing that he said after being broke up with, broken up with, but uh, yeah, I think it's, (laughs) I think it's stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, asking for dimensions on a piece of furniture listed on Facebook Marketplace that's free, criminal or minimal? Minimal. Even if you're not paying for it, you still have to like go get it or just accept it. And so if it doesn't fit in your space or whatever, then yeah, you can ask. It's okay to ask. It should be there anyway. It's criminal of them that they didn't list it. So minimal on them, criminal of the poster. (laughs) He said it. (laughs) I said it. All right. One more. Yeah. Perfect. Submitted by Sarah. I don't think we've done this one before, but maybe we have. But very timely with holiday travel, criminal or minimal, standing up from your seat on a plane immediately after the seatbelt sign is turned off upon landing. 
Ugh, criminal. Right? <laughs> it's so annoying. You're idiots. Yeah, just, it's... It, ugh, yeah. Yeah, just be patient. I also, when I see that, I'm just like, we are sheep. Like, traveling in an airport, I look around and I'm like, humans are sheep. Most of them. <laughs> mm-hmm. And on that positive note, Happy New Year, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I have, I'm thinking of like, like, you know, people that are like, use sheep now in like a newly political context. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which I know I you mean, don't mean it in, but I'm like, yeah. Um, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> or do I? No, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, just uh, be patient on the plane and realize what is going to drive value and what's not. Yeah. Oh, speaking of planes, can you hear that, Credit Criminals? We are recording from home, by the way. We are both in our respective cities and our team is on break. The team that we love, thank you, Sickbird Productions for bringing us into season two, into this new year. And you'll be hearing more from us every single week. Ooh, till next week. Stay petty. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.